0: Hello, I'm Beatrice Valerie Nero, and I welcome you to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. There's been a two-week interval in the podcast where there were no episodes posted. As I shared a couple of weeks ago, I had a little person here at home with me that demanded every minute of my time. Whereas she literally wore me out every day she was here It was a blast, and I enjoyed every minute of it. But now it's time to get back to work and get on with this week's subject matter. Each of us can remember people in our lives who have brought us deep emotional wounds. There are many of us who have truly been hurt, not just emotionally and spiritually, but even physically abused by others. Some of these people were those that should have been the very ones to protect and guard those whom they hurt, but yet they were the perpetrators. Parents, teachers, pastors, or close family friends were some of the very ones who may have delivered these wounds. They are those who were molested or even raped as children, or worse yet, it may have happened to their children. There are some who were both physically and mentally taken advantage of, who were bullied or terrorized by classmates, siblings, or even parents. There are those of us who have been subject to racism and bigotry, prejudice and discrimination. We could go on and on about the pains that have been inflicted upon the innocent, but today I want to talk about the flip side of those hurts. What do we do concerning those who exacted these pains? What should the person who was hurt, the very person who received these pains, what is their responsibility at this time and point in their lives? For some, with the occurrences of certain things, Years have passed, yet even though there's been healing and some have been able to move on, those wounds have not been forgotten. Even though offenses have been forgiven, I repeat, they have not been forgotten. Why not? What happens that people can't forget certain things that occur in their lives? Why do certain memories remain, not necessarily still inflicting the pains, but nonetheless, the memories continue? For a few, some of those negative occurrences have become testimonies, or perhaps like Joyce Myers, even a part of their ministries. But for each individual... Those memories should become building blocks that enable the person to rise above them. In the words of Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go high. When Romans eight twenty eight tells us that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose, these hurts are meant to make us better and not bitter. They can and should build our character and teach us to be better men and women. But how can we know if we've truly forgiven and let go of those who caused these wounds and hurts? And if we've truly forgiven, then should we continue to remember them so vividly? In many cases where issues are continuing memory, perhaps it's a matter that God is calling us to pray for those individuals who caused the hurts. So the question is, although we have forgiven these offenders, can we pray for them? Not just a quick bless them Lord phrase, but a true intercession for their very souls. In Luke 6, 28, Jesus said, Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Some versions say, pray for those who are cruel to you, who mistreat you. And one even says to pray for those who are mean to you. In the Amplified Classic Edition, it reads, Invoke blessings upon and pray for the happiness of those who curse you. Implore God's blessing, favor upon those who abuse you, who revile, reproach, disparage, and high-handedly misuse you. For the person or persons who have been mean to you, who have hurt or mistreated you, do you or have you truly prayed for them? What about those who literally did everything they could to contribute towards your failing in life or the ministry. We're talking about the ones who not only discouraged you, but continually, continually allowed the enemy to use them to tell you in some way or another that you weren't good enough, smart enough, or right enough for the position that you sought in life or to fulfill the ministry that God had called you to. Maybe they were the ones who did everything they could to ruin your marriage, had an affair with your mate, or stole the money that you had so carefully saved for something truly needed. Perhaps they blocked you in life from obtaining that degree, position, or job that could have changed your future. What about the person that just hated you for reasons that perhaps they couldn't even understand? They just couldn't stand the sight of you, and it truly hurt you and even damaged you. Have you prayed for them? Can you pray for them? In my first marriage, which was very abusive, I remember when the Lord first told me to pray for my mother-in-law. This woman had not only been mean and hateful towards me, but she also rejected and mistreated my children, her own biological grandsons, by exhibiting such a difference between them and her other grandchildren. As a young Christian, I couldn't believe that God would demand such a thing from from me. But nonetheless, I began to try. I promise you, In the beginning, it was like cotton in my throat. I started with the resentful, bless her Lord. And I continued that way for several days, maybe even longer. Eventually, the words became not so difficult or hurtful for me to say and pray. They went from the short, curt, bless her Lord, to Father in the name of Jesus, I ask you to bless her. From there, it developed into a true spiritual intercession for her salvation and a healing of her heart. Because through praying and interceding for her, I had come to realize that anyone who could be so mean and hateful toward two such beautiful little boys had to have wounds and hurts beyond my understanding i literally developed a true love for her now let me clarify something it did not mean that we became close friends or ever developed any type of good friendship however through these prayers being lifted up to the father there were benefits and these benefits were mostly for me as a Christian, as a mother, and as a future mother-in-law. I know the prayers were effective and beneficial as far as she was concerned because they were truly heartfelt prayers, prayed in the spirit and in agreement with God. But the real merits of those prayers were to my advantage. Even today, Over 50 years later, God continues to use that time and those memories in my life to teach me. I continue to know things to say and not to say to my daughters-in-law. I know the things that I should do and not do concerning them. I know how to love them and not judge them no matter what. I embrace them in spite of what I might feel should have been done in certain situations or preferred pertaining to them, not only as my daughter's-in-law, but as daughters. And one thing that I've learned is that when it's your own that you've given birth to, no matter what they do, you're able to forgive them and move on. That's the way it should be with those who are added to our families through marriage. As I said, my former mother-in-law and I never became friends or ever had a true loving relationship. Some years after her son and I divorced, I saw her somewhere and she had this big smile and happily told me, to call her sometime. I knew she meant it, but I never did. It wasn't because I was still angry or hurt, but among other things, it was because I knew I had moved on and I knew better than to go backwards. The point is, when we truly pray for those who have hurt us, wounded, or have even been mean to us, It's the person who prays that truly benefits. When we pray for those who have hurt and abused us, it doesn't mean that we have to have these great relationships with them. It doesn't mean that we have to be their best friend, talk on the phone with them, or for that matter, even like them. But it does mean that when we pray for them and intercede on their behalf, we should pray as though they were. Bless those who curse us and pray for those who mistreat us. Yes, it is easier said than done, but it's a command that Jesus spoke and it should be kept. We don't just pray for those who have wronged us in the past, but literally those who are offenders right now. Rather than being angry and resentful toward those like Donald Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, ministers, pastors, prophets, and leaders who have blatantly declared their racist beliefs and ideologies, we should pray for them. We should pray for those who refused to speak up for the rights and fairness of those who trusted them and yet they kept silent. For those who profess to be Christians and followers of Christ, but yet continue to spew their hatred and bigotry, we should pray for them. What should we pray? How should we pray for people that you know mean you absolutely no good? We should pray sincerely and continually. Praying for these individuals and others like them doesn't mean that you're agreeing with them or that you're asking God to bless their endeavors against you. It means that you're interceding on their behalf that God would open their eyes to what they need to see and what He's truly speaking to their spirits. Praying for those who have cursed you is interceding in agreement with the Father on their behalf. It is never and has never been our Father's will for anyone to hurt us. So it should never be a concern to us that praying for those that hurt us will enable that person to hurt you even more. However, in praying in agreement with the Father, It means that we want to see that person truly saved. Not according to what they think salvation is, but according to what God has determined it should be for them. The only way for an individual to stop their hatred, racism, and bigotry, the only way for them to see the error in what they believe, is for God to move on their behalf And bless them with a walk with Him that's according to His word and will. Can you truly pray for them for this to be done in their lives no matter what the offense may be? Maybe not right away. Maybe not from the very beginning. But at least start. Bless those that curse you. Pray for those that despitefully use you and do good to those who hate and persecute you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amiteagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net. And through the Facebook post or Facebook messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support. And may God bless each And every one of you.